Welcome to Credit Union Conversations Podcast with your host, Mark Ritter, a forward-thinking CEO who excels in helping credit unions, small businesses, and real estate investors succeed. Join Mark as he explores current trends, interviews industry experts, and get fresh insights on optimizing your operations and delivering the best possible services to credit union members. Hello, everybody in the credit union community and beyond. This is Mark Ritter. I'm the CEO of MBFS and New Direction Lending. And welcome to Credit Union Conversations. Uh, this is our first episode beyond our introduction. So uh, hopefully you had a chance to learn, uh, listen to the introduction and learn a little bit more about us and what we're doing. Today, we have uh, my, my coworker, friend and COO of MBFS, Jeff Lyons, joining us today. Jeff, how are you doing? I'm good, Mark. Thank you for having me. Tell the Wonderful folks a little bit, tell the folks a little your backstory uh, for those of you who haven't met you before, might be new to joining us. Sure. So I've been with MBFS going on four years now. Um, I live in New Jersey. I've lived here all my whole life. I graduated from Rutgers University. Uh, Mark reminds me of that every time uh, Penn State and Rutgers have to play sports and, and Rutgers loses. Um, so I've been in banking more years than I care to remember. Um, uh, um, I did leave banking for a little bit. Uh, I owned my own business for several years and then decided to get back into commercial lending. Uh, I hooked up with a credit union um, in New Jersey and I ran their lending department where we were the number one SBA credit union in New Jersey for five years running. Uh, during that time, I met Mark at a conference and we kind of stayed in touch. Um, and then when our uh, credit analyst left, um, I reached out to Mark and we started using MBFS to do our underwriting. Uh, during one of those conversations with Mark, I, I learned that he was in the market and looking for a COO and I applied and uh, the rest is history. So great. And here we are today. So and today in our, in our first episode, uh, typically on our webinars, we like to give people a state of the industry and that we wanted to kick off our podcast series with a state of the industry. Uh, a lot of times me and you, Jeff, have this conversation over uh, Chick-fil-A or Cracker Barrel luncheon. Uh, but today <laughs> we're going to dig into what's going on in our world uh, for everybody to listen. So let's roll. So the data that we're going to be talking about today really uh, comes from uh, two sources. It's our internal MBFS data into what's going on in our business, but also the call report, NCUA call report data as of last September. So it's a few months behind, but not too much. And we, we think those trends are going to continue. So first up is we like to look at the, the number of loans credit unions have been funding. And, and this is, for those of you who've been in the credit union business a while, this is really an amazing number in that the first nine months of last year, we did 60,000 business loans, uh, which is really good. It's really strong for our industry. Of all the numbers that we're gonna give you, it's probably the most surprising because from 2020 to 2021, uh, our industry only went up 1% uh, in commercial loans funded last year, even though it seemed like a lot busier. 
Uh, Jeff, do you think last year seemed busier at, into what we were doing? Yeah, it was nuts. I mean, busier than we've ever been. And, and it just seemed to get busier, busier every month. So I'm surprised by that. Yeah, last year, uh, as far as us, we were significantly up in units funded. But overall, as an industry, it was relatively flat. Now, in terms of the dollars that the industry funded, our industry last year funded $29.5 billion through uh, the first nine months of last year. Now, that's where the numbers really start to kick in, as that number was up nearly 38% from 2020. So, yes, we, we were as busy as can be and, and, and significantly up in terms of units, but the industry was up nearly 38%. Uh, we that was a bright in line with what our credit unions and our team here at MBFS was doing, right, Jeff? Did you agree with that yep. piece? Yeah. In last year, I, it, it, I, I had an old football coach, uh, and you probably had coaches too that had a lot of these wisdoms. And they said, uh, you know, you're never as good as you think you are when you win, and you never as you are bad as you are you think when you lose. So last year right. we won, and everybody was winning. Yeah, right. All boats rise in the tide. All boat. Last year was a good year. And if it was a good year for you, it was a good year for everybody else, too. Yep. So we also had uh, the business lending portfolio uh, as an industry was up to $92 billion. And that was actually a 16% industry. And Jeff, uh, you're the participation guru here. So I'll let you talk a little bit about what you saw in our industry in terms of participations and what it was like here at MBFS. Thanks. Yeah, you know, the participation, it really took off. I mean, I think a lot of people were looking to lend and were looking to, um, you know, uh, use the participation aspect of it to kind of boast, bolster their um their portfolios. Uh, a lot of demand, not a lot of supply, because a lot of people were holding on to their their loans this year. Um, it continues through into 2022. And um, we're looking, you know, hopefully now we'll get some more loans and then some better looks at them. So it was it was strange because our industry in terms of the number of participations out there was up by over 35%. But it just seems like for every uh, dollar of participations that was uh, sold, there was uh, significantly many more people who wanted those participations. Uh, I always use that analogy that participation loans was like throwing a potato chip at a seagull on the Jersey Shore. You throw one out there and 100 are coming right for that chip. So. Yeah, it's, uh, we get a lot of those calls for people wanting to purchase loans and uh, it's limited supply. Yeah, you know, I think more so this year than ever, we got a lot of outside calls where people were like, hey, if, you're, if you've got some participations, let us know, you know, we're, we're in the market. So we heard that a lot more. And, and so I agree with you. Yeah, we had a lot. Our, our, our supply and demand was out of whack. So yeah, it was, a, it was a great year overall for us here at MBFS, and it was a great year for our industry, everything, and the numbers, the industry data really uh, fell through on that as well. 
You know, one of the things that I do when I like to look back, uh, I, I, I spend uh, quite a bit of time looking at the Credit Union Times, reading that to uh, find out what's going on in our business, some news, some insights, who got hired where. Uh, but I also like to take a look at the headlines into what was going on last year, a year ago at this time. Uh, to give an insight into what our state of the mind was, what we forget that what's out there. And when I pulled out some of the my, my favorite ones from headlines from January 2020, 2021, were uh, new PPP rollout has been smoother, but problems re remain. Uh, Jeff, one of these days, we're going to have to do an entire episode about best PPP stories. Uh, but give uh, everybody your thoughts on PPP from last year. So it, it did run smoother from the first time. I think the SBA learned a lot and so did all the lenders. Um, I think there was a little less demand uh, this time of go around. Um, we still did a ton of loans. Uh, the dollar amounts were down a little bit. Um, we helped a lot of people, uh, really, really helped a lot of people. Um, the process could always be, you know, a little smoother, a little better. Uh, but this go around, um, they, they, the SBA learned what, what they did wrong and kind of made some improvements. So still, still a long way to go, but we're not, we're not ready for a PPP three. That's for sure. And I, I, I think me and you would be looking for new jobs. If our, uh, our staffs would kick us out, if we have a PPP three. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, the, the other headline that I forgot about from last January is there was a lot of COVID-related uh, headlines, and the one was leading your credit union in a post-COVID world. Wow. Uh, we missed that one quite a bit. Uh, I, 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 <laughs> I, I, I laugh about it because I forgot that in January of last year, many of us were thinking, wow, this is great. It's over. We're back to normal. Uh, I'm going to go to see some Broadway plays and dinners just like I did uh, two years ago. And we were all planning for just to move on, everybody come back to the normal. Jeff, tell people a little bit about our staffing uh, and remote strategy here at MBFS and uh, us how, how we have handled the, quote, post-COVID world. Sure. So, you know, it was a funny thing. We were 80% remote before um, the pandemic struck. And then once it, it came in, we were 100%. And, and, you know, so it was a fairly smooth transition for us where I think a lot of other people struggled initially. Um, so everything went smoothly. We were so busy. We actually hired a bunch of people in the last year. Um, and uh, the fascinating thing is, is being remote opened us up to the ability to find great help throughout the country. You know, we've now got people in New York State, Texas, Arizona, uh, Missouri, California, Florida. So we're all kind of all over the place. And, and it's great. The talent is fantastic. Um, everyone's happy. They love working from home. Uh, you know, it's just opened up a whole new world for us. So it's gone well. Yeah, it has. Uh, you know, I miss some of the, the interactions with people in staff. 
you know, Absolutely. I always like to, I always like to have the cookouts in the summer that I, that I miss yeah. a little bit, but, but I think our staff really enjoys that remote, uh, remote work environment and it's gone well. And I think that's, uh, if you're not flexible, the, uh, somebody else will be so. Yeah. So you have to that, have that discipline, right? Yep. So, Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, so I think everyone does and I think it's going well. So next I wanted to look at some delinquency and charge off data for our industry. And what we have seen is as of September last year, the most stunning piece of the pandemic has been the charge offs and delinquency or lack thereof. Uh, our industry, as far as business loans, is at five basis points in terms of the loans being charged off. And the industry total, and, and that's at the five basis points, is actually an increase from 2020, where it was just a hovering between one and two basis points. Uh, when you look at the total dollars that we've seen, it's increased from about 43 million charged off from 8 million the year before. But the numbers, relatively historical speaking, those have been around a little bit, are still rock bottom. Our industry as a total has $450 million delinquency out of the commercial, out of the 92 billion in lending. But what's pretty amazing is how you look under the covers in terms of delinquency. Now, NCUA reports delinquency by the state of where the credit union is located and not where the loan is located. So there could be a little variance in these numbers when you look at them, but 53% of the credit union uh, industry's business loan delinquency is, in, is tied up in four states. And that's California, Michigan, New York, and Virginia. Now, one of the reasons Virginia is on there is there's some nationwide credit unions uh, that are headquartered in Virginia, some very large credit unions. So that's going to skew it a little bit. Uh, but then the the to the other ones, it, it's pretty concentrated for California, Michigan, and New York, much higher than uh, how the the assets and loans that are there. So so Jeff, I have to ask, you know, what when I look at those, what do some of those have in common? Uh, and, and it really comes into they were have been locked. Those were the states, some of the states with the most strict lockdowns the last few years. Yeah, I'm a little, so what's Michigan? What's up with Michigan? Is there anything that you think of, you can see that happened there? That's interesting. Yeah, it, 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 I, we really don't see the industries. We don't see, we don't see any other factors other than really what's been happening in the, the law, to the lockdown world where maybe you have some smaller businesses and commercial real estate that had some more, uh, more impact. So our, our industry is really shifting towards bigger and bigger loans. Uh, when you started out, uh, when I started out, you know, our, the average loan size was $200,000. And many of the loans that we did were smaller than that. But now the yep. average loan size has gotten up into close to a half a million dollars. And we, we really see some of these are going, you're going to see bigger swings in terms of delinquency because it's going to take fewer 
bad loans to to get that done. Yeah, that's a double-edged sword, right? You're, you're making bigger loans, bigger dollars. Um, but at the same time, if those charge-offs come, they're going to be bigger too. So, Ab- Absolutely. So, so let's talk a little bit uh, about our business in terms of interest rates. We, we always get see people interested in terms of interest rates and what's going on and how is it happening in the industry. Two years ago, back in the fourth quarter of 2019, our average rate was 4.76% uh, for the fixed rate that was going out the door. Don't you wish we could get 4.76 today? Oh, all day. I would take that all day. Right to the bank, right? I, I, I'd i be worried about the people who are accepting 4.76 today. Well, that's what they, happens, they probably- right? You wonder, like, what are they taking that for? Like, you know, we're seeing lower numbers, as, as you'll, I think you'll get to. Um, but yeah. And this past, you know, we saw that really sharp decline in 2020, as can be expected. And this year, it's really, every time I think I've seen the lowest interest rate out there, somebody comes up with an offer that's a little bit lower. So in the fourth quarter, our our average rate out the door was 4.13%. That was the fixed rate out the door. And it was pretty close to that within a couple basis points all year. Uh, and that's the average. So we saw a lot of lower lower ro- loan rates out there. And what I saw too was credit unions and especially our team losing more deals uh, than we ever have had uh, to, to other competitors, to other industries. So Jeff, talk a little bit about the competition and what you, what you saw last year. Yeah, it was interesting, right? Because everyone's been talking about, you know, rate increases that are coming. But the competition, especially in this last fourth quarter and into the first quarter of this year, uh, is is getting intense. And I think a lot of it has to do with there's a lot of liquidity that the banks have, so they're looking to lend. Um, And some of these bigger deals that are coming across, people are, you know, they want to put the asset on the book, right? So they're they're kind of giving up a little bit on the interest rate, and, and these smaller community banks are getting much more um, competitive with us. Uh, so we've seen a lot of that, especially like I said in the last fourth quarter and the first quarter of this year. And it's probably going to go for a little bit, and then as the rates start to rise. And by the way, when rates rise, that's still cheap money, right? That's good money, even a quarter, it's- half a percent higher. If you were a real estate investor in 1982, you would love to have uh, had this, uh, have these interest rates today. So, oh yeah, five percent, you'd be jumping up and down back then. What what's what's really interesting is when you look at the industry data. I always like to look at what the operating expenses, the allowance, and the cost of funds. Uh, to look at the credit union industry's total, what I call their cost of goods sold. And last year, that number plummeted downward to 3.3%. So if you look at operating expenses, the cost of funds at a credit union, and how much they're putting into an allowance for loan loss, that totaled up to 3.3%. So there's a lot of margin between 3.3 and 4.13, whereas the previous year, 
the cost was 4.33 and our we were putting money out at four and a half percent so the margins were razor thin last year with the increase in deposits with the lower cost of funds the increased delinquency margins really expanded across our industry and i think you saw that in terms of profitability so but it'll be interesting to see uh what rates look like for the next few years uh if me and jeff had the perfect answer for that we probably wouldn't be talking to you on this podcast no, nope. but we'd be from an island somewhere, maybe. <laughs> yes. So we we really think historically rates will be low for the next few years, but higher than than what we think on the on to uh, higher than what they've been historically on some of these rock bottom rates, and, and yep. it's going to be interesting to listen and talk to our partners to our staff, to, to where the money comes from, to really get into what's the pricing strategy. But also for the first time ever, we may be talking about deposit strategies to get in some lower cost of funds because the, the glory days of all the deposits flooding in from the government stimulus, it looks like that's coming to an end. So what, what are you thinking for the pricing strategy on how people need to be looking at it? with the with some projected upward rates so you know to be honest what i tell people a lot of times is you have to be comfortable with who you are right uh we're the credit union industry we can't go up against the big guys we can't go up against the chase and, and the wells fargo we're never going to win right they have more at their their disposal than we do as far as tools um rates are going to inch up you know take care of your good customers take care of your your repeat customers um your members uh, um be diligent you know keep an ear on the ground um you know and see where rates are going they are starting to inch up we do get rate sheets and we do do a review of them and we are seeing them slowly inching up a little bit but you know always take into consideration your market too right if you if you've got a a community bank or a couple other credit unions um, that are tight uh, uh, and competitive with you, you take that into consideration. Just don't rely on rate sheets, right? Because it's your world, your small world. It's not, you know, everything. And that's what the rate sheets encompass is, is the whole area. So, uh, you know, be diligent. I think one of the keys for credit unions over the next two to three years is going to be connecting with small businesses. And for as long as day one of I've been in this business and day one since you've been in this business, we have talked about helping out small businesses. But really a such a large percentage of our industry is with real estate investors and not that everyday small business. And those relationships are going to be sticky. I think we're going to see a lot of small businesses expanding. I think we're going to see a lot of small businesses, new startups and, and taking advantage of this new world that we're in. And with the, they're also there's higher rates, there's better margins in that. They're much more of a relationship uh, because we could be on an interest rate ride for the next few years. So it, it's really going to be important for, for people to connect with small businesses. The other piece 
that is going to be crucial for us in our business is really analyzing what people are like today as opposed to historical numbers. Uh, Jeff, what was it like two years ago when we went and bought a steak uh, versus today? Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's a whole other it, podcast, Mark, right? I mean, it, everything is a everything, lot cheaper. Uh, if you're wow. a small business, if you're a contractor, if you're a real estate investor, there's nothing you're doing that's cheaper than it was a couple years ago. Right. So it's really going to be important for credit unions when you're looking at a business to not just say, give me your last three years of uh, tax returns and financials, because the, that labor supply, those uh, cost of goods could be nothing like what it is today. And, and, and that's and, where you get the, um, I'm sorry, that's where you get the know your customer, right? Have a good conversation with them. Understand, A, what happened to them two years ago, what they did, and where they're going today. Yeah, it, it's critical when, when we're developing these relationships to really focus on what people are like today and not just saying, give me your last few years tax returns, I'm going to plug it in. Because the, what it, things looked like in 2019 and 2020 compared to today are could have no correlations to what it's going to be like in the future. And the, the the other piece when we're when we're talking about credit unions and these business relationships, it seems like there is no PPP three. Uh, it seems like there is uh, there there is no more government money out there to help uh, boost up the numbers and labor supply. So you're going to be getting back to running and looking this off of your core business and operations. So really, that's what you know. It's the same message of getting into and knowing your customers today and having those conversations. Now, me, that's why I love credit unions because we have that time to be that community lender where we can take and listen and have that conversation and find out what the story is. And, and sometimes they were worse before and good today. And sometimes they were good two years ago and struggling today. So Jeff, you know, what do you think about when you tell people to talk about and have these conversations? I mean, is there anything else that, that you think people should really be focusing on? You know, it comes into find out what they did. And that's an interesting story in and of itself. How did they survive through the pandemic, right? As a, as a business, because so many of them got just shuttered and shut down and, and people gave up, right? It was just frustrating for them. So what did they do? And, and you know, it, it, it forced people to have that vision. If there's a silver lining, it forced them to have a vision and move three, five years into the future, right? I mean, you know, on-demand delivery, uh, pickup services, all that kind of stuff, um, you know, how you can do it and then how to be more efficient because you had, you were missing employees because of COVID, they were out or they couldn't be in the office or they couldn't be in the building. Um, you know, what did they do? What's their plan? And then what, now that they've incorporated this into their business and it's a normal part of it, what are they thinking for the future? How, you know, how are they going to take off at that point? Um, what are they changing? What are they doing and looking at going forward, right? Um, it, it, like us, right? We've got everybody remote. 
Um, and it, it worked great for us. So what are people doing differently? You know, what are they planning on? Absolutely. Well, let's wrap things up here on our first episode and give people something, uh, give, tell them a little bit, maybe a success story, a feel good story, something that you gone on either with us or the credit unions the last few years, uh, that, that people might be interested in hearing about. Hmm. You have to put me on the spot, right? Right here. Okay. Um, you know, I guess back in 2019, right at the end of 2019, we had a, a borrowing member of one of our clients, um, who, who got the opportunity to buy real estate and a business. However, that business had to be, happened to be outside our lending area and outside the field of membership of that credit union. So between yourself and me and myself, um, you know, working through our networks, we were able to find a, a, a credit union in that area that could help, that was willing to help us. We kind of had a relationship with them and knew them. Um, and what we did was, you know, we made it so they became the lead. We, we worked with them to kind of get all the documentation, make it as easy as possible for them. And they led the loan and then they participated back, you know, 80% of that loan back into our, to our, our, the borrowing members, uh, credit union and about, I think five other credit unions. So it's kind of a, you know, it's a great story in the credit union world working together with everyone, right? Because these guys weren't clients. They didn't have to do anything um, to get this 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 business. We made it easy. And by the way, that non-MBFS um, credit union is now a member of, of MBFS, kind of because of how smooth we made this deal run. And, and you know, it, the guy's thriving. The business is excellent. And, and uh, you know, everyone's everyone was uh, wound up a good, feel good story for everybody. Yeah, that one of the reasons why I love what I do is it's really a cooperative industry among cooperatives. Everyone so, that we well, talk to who comes over from banking into the credit union world, that's the first thing they go. It's so friendly here. Like there's no rivals. Like everyone gets along and, and you know that's why that participation market thrives in the credit union space, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for joining us, everybody, and listening to Credit Union Conversations. This is Mark Ritter, CEO of MBFS and New Direction Lending. However you're listening to us, make sure you go and like, subscribe us to uh, so you can get these episodes whenever you like and listening to uh, your favorite shows, uh, whether it be sitting at home in the office or on your drive home. So thank you, and remember to tell everybody your favorite bank just might be a credit union. Thank you for listening to the Credit Union Conversations podcast. Have a question? Visit markritter.com for more information.